We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And here we go. There's a man open left side. It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. And Touchdown at 10 on a Monday means only one thing. And then, of course, we're joined by our friend Jay Gruden. Jay, Pete and Chris here. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, Jay. Doing good. Thanks for joining us, as always. Hey, no problem. Jay, we were just talking real quick before we get into the, the games, and obviously the game coming up tonight. Uh, your former boss, Bruce Allen, uh, was a you know, a guy outspoken with field turf and, and stuff like that. As a coach, when you were interacting with your players, did you have a sense that they cared whether it was the field turf, which, of course, so much more modified and advanced now than it was back in the days where you're basically playing on concrete, uh, or that, you know, the Bermuda natural grass surface? Did you sense then while guys were playing that they had, a, you know, a, a choice one way or the other, or is it just gets magnified when we see somebody tear up a knee, as we have with a lot of non-contact injuries uh, out there from NFL players? Yeah, it's a tough call. You know, there's some better field turfs than others, and there's actually some better grass fields than others. You know, I had a lot of people complain about our field uh, mm-hmm. in Washington, that uh, the grass wasn't very good. Um, and then there's some field turfs that are pretty good that are as good as grass, I think. I think it just depends on the surface, and uh, obviously some are more susceptible to injuries than others. You like to have a standard, everybody has the same perfect grass field, but it's hard to get. You know, I think Arizona has a great one. They wheel that thing in into their stadium. They take great care of it. Um, there's certain fields that are a lot better than others, um, but some players do like the fast track. I know that some receivers, like back back when I coached Joey Galloway and Deshaun Jackson, they love the fast track with the field turf because they could really fly. Pass rushers love the fast track because they can get off and, and get moving. Um, and others, uh, they would prefer uh, grass. Uh, this might be a, a stupid question and follow-up. Um, maybe that doesn't surprise anybody. Uh, but did you ever uh, have to adjust your game plan, your, your plan of attack, based on – Oh, hey, we're going and, and I mean, obviously you work in weather, right, as a, as a potential thing, but based on the field surface, if you will, that you were going to be playing on, like you said, sometimes you had, you know, really fast guys at receiver that you would want to, I, I think, accentuate, especially if you were on a good field turf. Did you ever take that into account or was that never really a thing? I think a little bit, especially when you played like at Indianapolis or at New Orleans where the 
was a really fast track and you're playing at some of these pass rushers like Dwight Freeney or Robert mm-hmm. Mathis, uh, you better you better adjust a little bit because they're going to be getting off on a snap count and coming up to it. You better have some chips in place. And obviously, any speed receiver, like I mentioned with Deshaun and all that, you better have somebody over the top deep yeah. <laughs> or else it'll be a long day. But, but yeah, I mean, those guys are going to be fast on whatever track you play on. But typically, if it's a fast track like an indoor place uh, where the crowd noise plays a big advantage uh, to the home team, uh, yes, you better adjust your game plan. Jay, let's get into uh, the game coming up tonight. Obviously, Philadelphia dealing with the challenge of focus. I mean, when you're 8-0, you know, life is good. You're into a great rhythm and a great routine, uh, clearly at that point. And I guess with all teams, you know, you're just wondering about maturity check. You're taking on an under 500 Washington team coming up tonight. Uh, For an NFL team that is this far along, certainly undefeated right now, in your mind, what are the greatest challenges for them week to week as the season continues to go on here where you're used to just nothing but success with the way Philadelphia is playing right now? Yeah, I think they've done a lot of different ways, and I think their mentality is right. I've heard Jalen Hurts on a couple interviews taking it one game at a time, the perfect cliche that you have to use as an NFL player and coach this time of year. It, it is a literally a one game at a time uh, a week in, in pro football, so you have to do that, and you have to take every team – uh, is a possibility of coming into your place and kicking your ass. I mean, um, Washington's got a lot to play for. It's a division game. It's a rivalry game. So uh, Philadelphia will be ready. I promise you that. They have too many quality people on their team with Brandon Graham, a great leader, and Lane Johnson up front. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts is emerging. He's a great leader. I don't think they'll have any letdowns, uh, especially on a Monday night football. When you, as a head coach, are facing one of those games, and, and obviously every head coach believes they can win any game, and it and, and you can, right? We all know that. Anything can happen in this league and so on and so forth, all the cliches. But when you have the cards proverbially stacked against you, uh, like the commanders do in this particular case, did you um, – maybe change your message to your guys like specifically if if you remember Jay in your first year as as a head coach when we went down to Dallas on that Monday night I think the Cowboys were six and one I want to say and you guys were kind of struggling and nobody gave you a chance do you do you change your message and say guys you know don't listen to the outside noise you got as good of a shot as anybody do you kind of play into the whole underdog mentality how do you how do you sell your team when the odds and the and the chips are basically stacked act against you at least in the public chatter sphere i think a lot of teams uh cherish this fact of being underdogs and nobody giving them a chance um the backed into the corner type role i think guys will come out fighting and they will earn the respect of people by the end of the day and you have to coach your team accordingly and make sure that people play with a physical edge to them and Mm -hmm. hey nobody gives you a chance i mean but how can you not give deron Payne and, and jonathan allen and sweat and uh, this defense, not a chance. I mean, they're a physical unit, and they better play physical because they're playing against one of the most physical units in the league in Philadelphia. And offensively, they have to dominate the line of scrimmage and try to push them around. It's going to be hard with Hargrave and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, like I mentioned before, but that's what they have to do. They have to play more physical than their opponent. It's going to be tough against Philadelphia, but that's a mentality you have to have to go on the road on a Monday night football and win, and that's, a, that's the message you have to give, physicality. Jay, this isn't, I mean, it's not like Philadelphia is doing this with a proven veteran quarterback or anything like that. They're doing it with a guy that is learning on the job, growing on the job, maturing as a quarterback on the job. Just on the surface looking in, 
Why has Philadelphia enjoyed this type of offensive success, particularly with a quarterback that's doing it while learning? Normally, that's the quarterback that makes a mistake or two along the way that costs you a game. So far, that hasn't happened for Jalen Hurts. Well, they've been in a lead. Their defense has played extremely well and kept them in a lead, and they've had uh, favorable down and distances, uh, favorable game situations with leads into the third and fourth quarter where their playbook is entirely open in those situations. They're not one-sided or one-dimensional. Uh, they're able to run the ball, use their RPOs, use his own reads, attack defenses a lot of different ways. Uh, they can get the ball down the field to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They can run it between the tackles. They can do the zone reads. They can do the RPOs. They're, they're very uh, multidimensional on offense, which makes them very tough to stop. I mean, you load up the box and stop Jalen Hurst and then let A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith kick your ass outside the one-on-one matchups. Or do you uh, play soft outside and protect the deep throws and then let, let them uh, run between the tackles with Miles Sanders? Uh, so, yeah, it, they, they have it all going right now. A good, solid offensive line. They have good tight end play with Dallas Goddard. Um, they just all around a solid football team without any any weaknesses. And the only weaknesses you might point to is, is if you force them into a one-dimensional passing situation. Right. Right. Uh, but that hasn't hurt them uh, either because Jalen has proven he can make those plays as well. Uh, you can run a, a, against them a little bit, as teams have done over the last couple of weeks, especially with big old Jordan Davis out of there. So that'll be interesting to see if the commanders can unlock that part of their game plan with Brian Robinson and or Antonio Gibson, because they haven't really uh, been able to do that. But it seems like Philly is a little susceptible, if you will, if that's the one area uh, that they're susceptible in. Former uh, Redskins head coach Jay Gruden, our pal with us, Touchdown at 10 every Monday at 10. Of course, current Rams consult. We'll get to a spin around the rest of the NFL in a sec. Um, wanted to ask you, uh, look, Chase Young is not going to be activated for tonight. It's one year after he first injured it. Uh, it, it. You know, they denied a setback, all that. So I'm not asking you to play medical doctor on the radio, but from a football standpoint, Uh, Pete and I were discussing this. You know, it would be a lot of pressure on him to return tonight against this multiple Philadelphia offense and with RPOs and the ability to kind of rip it and and run with it as Jalen Hurts can do and just the fact that they run the ball a lot anyway. Do you think that maybe factors into a decision whether you bring back a guy like Chase Young, meaning the football element of it, that's a really hard assignment to all of a sudden ask a dude to do when he hasn't played football in a year. Well, I think it all up to the trainer at this point and and the player. Uh, You have to listen to the trainer. Uh, Whatever they say goes, whatever the player feels like uh, he can do or can't do, you have to listen to him. The communication between player, trainer, and coach has to be uh, all on par with what everybody's uh, willing to do. Um, you can't have the coach say, oh, he's ready, and he's not ready. You can't say the player say he's ready, but the trainer say he's not ready. They have to be on the same page, and I'm sure that uh, when he's ready to go, it'll be full go, and he'll be ready to go rush the passer, play the run, do everything he can. Obviously, he's not quite there yet. Maybe it's not quite football shape ready. Uh, maybe he's not quite uh, ready to make those quick change of direction turns yet, um, but I know the trainers there will uh, give him the okay when it's time. Jay, is that a case, too, where you really have to look at this from the objective? It's tough enough to stop people in this league playing 11-on-11, but if you got a guy that's indecisive out there, especially with an injury like this, you're playing 10-on-11 for a lot of plays out there, and that's just not a winning formula, is it? No, no. you got to have everybody full tilt. I mean, everybody's got to be going 100 miles an hour, uh, full throttle, um, pursuing to the football full speed every single play in this game to have a chance. You have one guy loafing or one guy taking a playoff. 
because of injury, because he's tired, or just because of lack of effort, uh, you have no chance against a team like Philadelphia. Everybody's got to be at a high motor, high-paced uh, for four quarters. And it's easier said than done, but that's the mentality you have to have on defense and offense. Jay Gruden with us as the Commanders head to Philadelphia, a place that, I don't know, Jay, what, what, like it's not like you guys had a ton of success. I, I can't remember if you guys won a game. I mean, I remember the 2014 game. That was heartbreak. There was another Monday night game where Wentz just killed you back before, you know, he had all the injuries. Uh, and then the 2019 opener, I thought you guys had that. And Terry, you know, was doing his thing. So I, I can't remember if you you won a game in Philadelphia. Or, oh, you did. You did. You guys won the division. Yeah, we, Duh. Uh, playoffs. We had I, a lot I, of success early. Right. I, for, I, for, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, we, we had a lot of success early. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years we right. failed to uh, get the victories that we needed to. What was it like coaching there? I mean, because everybody talks about how vile the fans are. Did you ever have any bad experiences that you can remember, or, you know, pregame? I mean, obviously during the game you're busy and you're on the headsets, so I can't imagine you're you're hearing a lot of it, but what was that experience like? Well, the best part about coaching in Philly is when you win, you can hear the Philly fans booing their team and their coach, and that's the greatest right. feeling in the world, because <laughs> uh, they are they are brutal. They can flip on a, they can flip on a dime just like that, uh, but really, it's, it's no different than any other road game. You know, the crowd noise plays a major factor, especially on Monday Night Football in these division games. Uh, the majority of home teams have a great advantage. We didn't have that great advantage of Washington with exception of a couple games. Um, but uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, um, obviously they have a great uh, home field advantage, uh, but it's no different than any other going into other, any other stadium, in my opinion. Jay, at this point, I know the, we're getting closer and closer to a potential Carson Wentz return from a physical standpoint. Have you seen enough from Heineke to allow him to stay, or do you feel that you know the prudent move might be to go back to Wentz uh, at this point, because certainly mathematically, Washington still very much alive at the bottom of the wild card table uh, in the NFC right now. Uh, just uh, if they somehow win tonight, they'd only be a half game uh, behind the 49ers for the final spot. What would be the prudent course of action uh, at that position down the stretch here? Well, if they win tonight, I think you got to stick with Heineke. That's for sure. Uh, if they get beat tonight, then I think the, the discussion will be, when's Carson ready? Let's get him back out there, uh, possibly. But only the coaches know. They've been around these guys, been in the meetings, been at the practices, see how Carson's uh, rehabbing with his hand or uh, whatever he's got there. Um, it's just going to be a tough call. If they lose tonight, then I think it's uh, 50-50 going back to Wentz or, or sticking with Heineke. Um, and that's, that, that's just impossible. Both guys have shown the ability to make some plays. Both guys have shown the ability to struggle in critical situations. Heineke, obviously, with his lack of arm talent. Um, and then uh, Wentz with his inability to make plays on third down. So they both have issues. They both have an upside. It's just going to be a feel for uh, Coach Rivera. Yeah, Heineke hasn't been good on third downs either. They've really struggled again in the last couple of games uh, in that area, so that's another problem. Uh, regardless of what happens tonight, though, Jay, how difficult do you think, with a broken finger, surgically repaired, whatever, uh, it would be if Wentz were to get medical clearance, and I don't even know if that's going to happen, to bring him back after four weeks on the shelf again with a repaired, surgically repaired throwing f- hand finger 
on basically two days of practice because what people are not remembering is with this being a Monday night game, uh, and you face this, I don't know, at least twice, the whole Monday night road game, Sunday afternoon road game, short week, back-to-back road games, uh, which the NFL supposedly hates to do, and yet they've stuck the Commanders slash Redskins with uh, at least four times over the last 12 years. How difficult would that be to get Carson Wentz just enough practice time considering they're probably not going to practice until Thursday in full? Yeah, uh, I think number one is is his hand 100%. If it's not 100%, they won't even think about bringing right. it back. You right. know, if he can't grip the ball uh, the way he needs to grip it and stroke it the way he needs to, uh, they won't bring him back because his whole strength is the ability to throw the ball with some velocity and down the field. And if he can't do that effectively, there's no reason to bring him back in the first place. Uh, but if he is 100% ready, uh, I think with the experience he had in OTAs and training camp and uh, preseason that uh, I think and still staying in the meetings and, and being out there with the guys, I think he should have enough knowledge and feel for getting back in there whenever he's ready. But the question is, is he 100%? Is he ready to go? Jay, from an offensive and certainly a head coaching decision-making standpoint, uh, both on the pro and college level lately, we've had some interesting decision-making by coaches. Fourth and one, okay? I know coaches sit there and go, my God, we're a pro team or a high-level college team. We should be able to get one yard. Analytics charts all tell you you got a higher percentage to get one yard, certainly, than you do four yards on a play. I understand that. But when you when you look at those charts and when you think about the analytics, do you ever take into account the risk doing it, say, at your own 34, as opposed to doing it at your opponent's 34? You turn it over at your own 34 on downs, you drop the snap, a guy slips down, all of a sudden the other team's already in scoring range. At least if you do it in plus territory, the other team's still got to navigate 30, 35 yards to do some damage uh, against you. Do coaches ever take the what could go wrong part of the scenario as serious as what could go right, certainly, if we get the one yard? No, you better. Uh, otherwise, you're not doing a very good job coaching. There, mm-hmm. there are certain situations where sometimes it's okay to punt and back the team up and play good defense. I mean, you don't have to uh, – a yard is not a guaranteed make. And it's not easy to get a yard no matter what the analytics say. I don't care what they say. You line up in three tight end sets and try to run up the cut. You do quarterback sneak, which you saw Kirk Cousins not get. And, and obviously, Josh Allen fumble one yesterday. Uh, those are no guarantees anymore either. So – uh, a yard is a lot more difficult to get than you think, so you better wear out. You better look at the risks if you don't get it, or you better have a great play, or you better feel like your defense can stand up. Sometimes the reward is better. Maybe you're playing against a high-powered offense. You don't want to give them the ball back. You, you feel like if you get the yard, you get another set of downs and obviously keep the other opposing offense and a great quarterback like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes on the sideline uh, and then play good red zone defense where some of those teams struggle. Um, so, yeah, you have to take the risk and reward uh, into play big time, and you've got to look at your personnel and look at the defense you're going against. Uh, you just mentioned Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Uh, I, I Listen, you, you coached him. You developed him. You helped him become what he is. I know rich. he – You helped him become rich, Jay. Well, that too. Um, <laughs> very rich. Um You know, listen, Jay, He, he we, we all know he's got some flaws, obviously, but – when you see like what they did and what they went through yesterday and what Jeff- Justin Jefferson is, and, and some of that is on the quarterback, right? It's not all Justin Jefferson being just phenomenal. Some of that is on the damn quarterback. When you watch this Vikings team and Kevin O'Connell and all the coaches that used to coach under you, how good are they when you consider how many close games they have played in, in your opinion? 
Well, they're pretty good. You know, I think uh, the, the receiving core that they have with Justin Jefferson, who's top in his class as far as being a wide receiver right now, he's up there with Tyreek Hill and, and Thielen is no, no, uh, you know, he, he's a good player too. And they got a great running back in Dalma Cook and, and Kirk is distributing the ball the way he needs to. And Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips are putting uh, Justin Jefferson in positions to succeed in the slot outside. They're working a one-on-one matchups and Justin is just so good at taking advantage of it. And if you, if you play over the top of them with a safety over the top then Dalma Cook and Hurchin running game. So they got it all going right now. Kirk is not turning the ball over for the most part. He's making effective throws, accurate throws. He's running when he has to run. Uh, he's playing a very high level, and nobody's giving him a lot of credit for some reason. Uh, I know they're giving a lot of credit to Justin Jefferson, but somebody's throwing the dang ball, and Kirk is doing an excellent job. And, and that team is dangerous because they can score on you, and their defense is playing just good enough where they're keeping them in games as well. Jay, how big is adding a guy like Hawkinson to that arsenal uh, for that offense? I think tight end, I've mentioned it before, tight end play in this league is way down. and It really hurts quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. The ability to have a tight end that can work in the middle of the field when they want to double your outside receivers is critical. And Hawkinson can win in those matchups, and it's a great add for them. Uh, he's, he's not the top-notch tight end like a Travis Kelsey, but he's effective in there and can, can make some plays. And that makes it a life a lot easier for the quarterback. And if you don't have that uh, safety valve, that guy who can work those matchups on the inside when you're doubling Justin Jefferson at Delian, uh, when it's known passing down, you're going to struggle. Jay, one last one. Mike McCarthy went for it on fourth and I guess it was three and a half, four, whatever it was. And instead of bypassing a 53-yard field goal at Lambeau yesterday, uh, when I guess their place kicker was making 55-plus in pregame warm-ups and whatnot, uh, if you saw that situation, A, what do you think you would have done? And, and B, I didn't have a problem with McCarthy going for it because I don't think a 53-yard field goal is anything close to a game. Like some people are like, three points is better. than I got it. But you got to have somebody that can knock down three points, and there's not any absolute guarantee by any stretch that a kicker is going to nail a 53-yarder at Lambeau. I think if you're a coach, you want to go down swinging and let your players make the plays. I think if you kick a field goal and miss it there, he would have gotten destroyed. You didn't I let agree. Prescott win the game for you. You I know agree. what I mean? I uh, so you want to let your players have the opportunity to win games. Obviously, if it was fourth and 12, I think they would have yeah. kicked a field goal. But sure. fourth and three and a half, you got to feel like, uh, you know, with, with the weapons that they have and, and Dak Prescott, um, his ability to run, you got to be able to get three yards to win a game on the road. And unfortunately, they didn't get it and they lost. Jay, awesome stuff as always, pal. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. You got it. Talk talk to you guys later. Thank you, you, Jay. Jay Gruden joining us here as he does every Monday at 10 on Touchdown at 10. Let's get into what has to happen for Washington tonight. We've spent so much time in the last week talking about non-football-related stuff. Let's get to the Monday night game finally at hand in your mind. How does the burgundy and gold, maroon and white, black and gold, whatever uniforms they want to wear – how do they get the job done tonight here against the Philadelphia Eagles? Shock the world. Give the Eagles their first loss of the season. And what percentage chance do you give them to pull the upset tonight? Let's talk about it now. Let's get Matt busy in there. 301-230-0980. Russell and Matt Hurst till noon right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. One of the greatest songs of all time. The great Rick James. On a Monday morning, we're halfway home on a Monday show. Washington at Philadelphia coming up tonight. How does Washington get the job done? What percentage chance do you give them in this game coming up tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles? Because as we know, as we know, this is uh, an Eagles club, and you heard Jay talking about it. You know, right now, they're just not making a ton of mistakes out there. And week by week, they're playing from in front. They're up 24 nothing in a blink of an eye. And you're playing catch-up against them. And that is difficult to do uh, in this league from deficits like that because, Chris, they can run the ball and they just squeeze you like an anaconda. Yep. yep. And all of a sudden, you look up in the fourth quarter and the game's over. You've had eight possessions. You've scored once and you can't win. Yeah. And when they get the RPO game going and they can run it down your throat, they can run it around you, they can run to the perimeter between Miles Sanders, obviously Kenny Gainwell, sometimes Boston Scott, others. Uh, when they can do all of that, they're like their kind of RPO is also worse to defend, I think, Pete, right? Because. An RPO, normally you can hand it off to the running back. You can can pass it, right? R, P. But then Jalen Hurts can rip it. Yeah. So you have to defend what they do as, I don't know if it's their DNA or their staple, but you have to defend it three different ways. Some teams don't necessarily run RPO the way they run RPO and certainly don't run it as much. 
And I think that has covered up some of Jalen Hurts's, I guess, limitations. In addition to having A.J. Brown, a pretty damn good tight end in Dallas Goddard, receivers out of the backfield that we've just talked about, um, and obviously Devontae Smith. Now, I would say this. I wonder, um, I was talking about this over the weekend uh, in latest edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. I don't think we got to this last week. Remember in week three, they were able to control the run. They were able to, for the most part, keep Jalen Hurts from killing them in terms of the pocket. But as a as a passer, he destroyed them probably because they were so keyed on keeping him contained, probably so keyed on the RPO game that they're almost like in molasses to some degree. And then the other thing was, remember in week three, in that second quarter where after a nothing-nothing first quarter, the Eagles bounced out and scored 24 points in the second quarter alone, and the game was over. They picked on Kendall Fuller bad, mm-hmm. bad. And Devontae Smith was the one that did most of the damage. Now, in that second quarter, A.J. Brown had a nine-yard slant touchdown on a third down against Benjamin St. Juice, who played it well, but just got beat by a better throw and a better player or a better player in that spot. I wonder, and St. Juice had like four past breakups in that game on third down. I wonder if you see basically through zone defense, so you're not going to be able to get it this way all the time, but they play a lot of match zone, which looks more like man-to-man. I wonder if you're going to see more Benjamin St. Juice tonight on Devontae Smith-Pelly. Uh, <laughs> Thinking hockey. On... You you know what I'm on on, on Devonte Smith right? Mm-hmm. Do I have the right Do I have the right yes. dude's name? Yes. On Devonte Smith tonight, as opposed to AJ Brent. Now you would think Saint Juice because of his bigger body and you know frame would be a perfect matchup for AJ Brown, right? And, and that is absolutely correct. So I can't say I no. I'm convinced they should do it this way. Here's what I'm convinced of, Pete. If I, if I have to watch all night Kendall Fuller chase around Devontae Smith on crossing routes across the middle of the field on go routes, I, this is going to be a freaking disaster. Here's the thing, though. I, it cannot happen. Smith is a guy that, in a straight line, can run really fast and can either St. Juice or Fuller run with him is the I ultimate don't, question. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about St. Juice. Why, I mean, St. Juice has gotten beat here. That's why I mean, he got Safety help is going to be Absolutely. so important in this game Absolutely. tonight. But you got to remember, your safeties are also paralyzed because you're watching yes. Hurts. Yes. You're spying Hurts from a distance going, okay, well, we got to be cognizant. Correct. If I run out of this area, Hurts is going to go run the other way Correct. where we don't have many guys over there. So that's where they kind of get you in this conflict and paralysis on defense yes. in the fact that you must acknowledge Hurts as an additional skill player with some quarterbacks, you don't have to do that. You know where Brady's going to be. You know where Cousins is going to be. But it's you know where Matt Ryan's going to be. But it's guys like Hurts now in the game. I mean, look at Fields yesterday. We know what Lamar's done, obviously, during his career in the NFL. And now you've got this threat in Hurts that while he doesn't, he's not a he's not a run first guy. He's a pass first guy. But 
he does have the ability now on third and five, when you're too far away, he's going to get six, he's going to break your heart, and all of a sudden your defense is going to be out there for an eight-minute drive, they're going to stick a touchdown in your face, and you're going, man, what happened? And you're playing catch-up. That's what Philadelphia's formula has been so far this year, and that's what you have to guard against coming up tonight. Let's get a couple of phone calls in here. Started off with the fans. 301-230-0980. Little's on line one. He's driving up to Philly as we speak. What's up, Little? Mm. Little going once. Little going twice. Every, everything is the way it Little should be. Little must have checked into the Chesapeake house for a bathroom break. Let's go down to South Kakalaki where Drake, May, and North Carolina put on a show, 400 yards passing, 71 more rushing. Drake, May, should be at the Heisman Trophy Ceremony in New York coming up in December. Sabah's up next. What's up, Sabah? Well, not South Kakalaki, North Kakalaki. I said go down south to Kakalaki. Oh, I'm like, I is he you. coming to me? No, I know yeah, you're I th- I thought he. I thought he said South Kakalaki. I call Carolina Kakalaki because yeah. you, my good he friend Larry south Russell, Kakalaki. they love Carolina. Hey, you did say South Kakalaki, but that's okay. It's a, well, it's I meant to say world, go down south to Kakalaki. So <laughs> yeah, I heard the same thing as I you, Sabah. I stand corrected. I will admit my error. That's okay. Listen, hey, okay. Uh, first of all, Drake May. Okay, Drake May is amazing. Do not draft the quarterback next year. Wait till the year after. That boy should definitely be high. I think he's up to 36 touchdowns, QBR of like 89 or something. He is wide. He is why we're where we're at because the, the the true test for him is where he made his NFL money was during a loss uh, with Notre Dame against NFL uh, defense. He threw five touchdown passes, no interceptions, and that's why we were even in the game. That other guy from Tennessee, you know, when he lost to Georgia, he was horrible. Less than 200 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception. That's not a Heisman guy. It's what did you do in the losses? Were you the reason we lost? And if you were, then that's not a Heisman guy. So I think for that reason, Drake May should be the Heisman candidate. Now, can we move on to the NFL? Of course. It's your phone call, so it's your dime, Samara. You're you're champing at the bit to see your boy under the lights, baby. No, you know what? I feel... I feel like I should wear black tonight. I mean, I almost feel like from all the talk that I'm going to a funeral. Like, it's the last of my guy. And I don't understand. I'm watching these games yesterday. I'm seeing Kirk Cousins throw two interceptions. And I see the same interception in the middle of the field, high, you know, to the tight end or whatever, the receiver, and it's intercepted. And then he throws two uh, Hail Mary balls, which I agree with. I think he should have thrown them. He's fourth and 18. What are you going to do? And on the other one, um, they're still down points, and he threw that into double coverage to Jefferson at the two-yard line. When that's Heineke, that is deemed interceptable pass, PFF downgrade. When it's Kirk Cousins, who is a starting quarterback and a franchise quarterback, it is deemed a big-time throw. Then you go with um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen um, comes down, and they had a field goal range. He, first of all, he fumbles a, a snap and call, calls him there. Then he throws two interceptions, one's back-breaking. But eh, no one's saying that, oh, he's just the backup. The point is all these quarterbacks – whether they're franchise guys, whether they're um, uh, Hall of Fame guys, they all throw interceptions. But for some reason, when Heineke does, it's who he is. we got to bench him. And you have to give your receiver a chance to catch the ball. When Heineke does it, oh, it was lucky. Against uh, Atlanta last year and against Indianapolis this year and against Green Bay, it was all luck, luck, luck. 
But yet when Kirk Cousins does it, it's him giving his guy a chance. No, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 Yesterday, on a high percentage of those grabs, Justin Jefferson is the guy that's getting the credit for that, just as Terry McLaurin gets the credit on a lot of the high point balls that he goes up and gets that are contested catches when Heineke and or Wentz. So I think where you're... Right. There are other markets where they do talk about the quarterbacks who make low percentage throws that the wide receiver goes up and turns into a reception for them. It's just that we talk about the quarterbacks here because they're the quarterbacks here. Heineke's not the only guy in the league that throws balls like that. Guys throw it up there because Thank they you. have confidence right. that there's an elite playmaker on the other end. It's when McLaurin is five yards behind a defensive back and has to work back to a ball that is underthrown that becomes a contested catch. I mean, yeah, but the yeah. guy's scrambling, and it's not in the play of the game. It's not in the flow of the game. It's a scramble drill. I understand so that, but you've got guys. You still have other scramble. quarterbacks like Rodgers in a scramble drill, throws the ball long. You know, you got mobile quarterbacks that are able. Josh Allen does that uh, quite a bit. So it's it's where Heineke gets the criticism, Sabah, is when a guy has his man beat beyond him three, four yards, and then has to work back to a contested catch when it should have been a touchdown behind the defense. Well, so that that's... hasn't happened this year in the three games he's played. It's been he's criticized for making the awesome play, and people can't stand it. Oh, my God, don't give him credit because that was just a Hail Mary ball. That was an interceptable pass. That was a, a poor decision. Even his coaches won't give him credit. The PFF downgrades him for those passes. If he can't get a good grade for a touchdown pass, it has it going to get a, a good grade for any pass? So he would have been better off taking a sack there, like Wentz does, and his PFF grade would have been better. Does that make any sense to anybody? I mean, first He's of all, first of all, don't worry too much about PFF. Just, just, just tell your guy. Well, Rivera worries about it. Well, well, <laughs> just tell your guy to play better. That's it. To not be dead on arrival He's in the first playing. half. Tell him to not throw to green and black jerseys tonight. Whatever Philadelphia is going to wear, tell him not to throw it to that jersey. If he gets, well, if they wear black, twenty-eight points. Well, that's what we need. Twenty-eight. One hundred percent agree with you on that. Zabah, so appreciate the call. Enjoy Thanks, the guys. game tonight. I hope he doesn't get confused throwing into a black jersey like his team now has in its collection. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. What has to happen for Washington to get the win tonight? More importantly, what percentage chance do you give them to win the game? I have a one hundred percent chance right now. I'm going to throw it to Chris for what's trending. All right, well, unfortunately, the news has only become worse at uh, as a result of the shooting incident late last night at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. We found out since our last uh, update that two more UVA football players, wide receiver Devin Chandler, a transfer from the University of Wisconsin, and Lavelle Davis Jr., have also reportedly been killed in the shooting incident that also took the life of linebacker and defensive end Deshaun Perry, a 22-year-old. So three current UVA football players have all reportedly been murdered, and the alleged 
um, perpetrator is a former Virginia football player named Christopher Darnell Jones, who is still at large. Now, just moments ago, the UVA police announced that the shelter-in-place order on the campus and in the area has been lifted based upon a thorough search of the ground, but they have not arrested, again, the suspect in the case. As we mentioned earlier this hour and last hour, if you missed any of it, including Jay Gruden and his thoughts on Monday Night Football, the commanders in Philadelphia tonight looking to go 5-5 five and five against the 8-0 and o Eagles. No Chase Young officially, uh, according to multiple, multiple reports, not that he was expected with the way the week went. Uh, 8-15, your kickoff there, all-day coverage right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Washington and Philadelphia Monday Night Football. Late night coming up tonight. See if Washington can get the job done. Make it worth your while staying up late on this Monday night. 301-230-0980 means we get a little Buck and Aikman in our life. Oh, yay. It's made Monday Night Football more of an event, though. It's It's I don't need an event. I need a good football game. It's Joe and Troy, though. It may matters none. Uh, it may not matter anything to you, but it, uh, it, it it's definitely it's definitely a bigger deal with Joe and Troy. And with apologies to Beth Clark, who took a great picture of Joe Miller and I uh, at Saturday's Navy Notre Dame game in the booth. She says, and she tweeted, she goes, "Is there a better looking broadcast duo, you know, in the world?" She goes, "I'll wait." And I politely said, "Well, you know." Joe and Troy are probably a little higher on that list. Joe and Troy would probably be a little higher than me and Joe on that People Magazine list of mm. best-looking broadcast right. duos. They're probably a little bit more dapperly dressed, if that's such a word. Dapperly? Well, they get paid a lot of money to yeah. wear some really nice clothes. Yes. If somebody wants to pay me that kind of money yeah. to wear those kind of nice clothes, I'll be glad to do Troy it. Troy Aikman is one of the most stiff analysts of all time. Troy Aikman is Zero one of the most gorgeous men on Zero planet person. earth he is he's got a saltine cracker personality i love saltine as crackers and ramen and noodles as boring as you possibly can get try saltine crackers in your bucket of ramen noodles the next time you put one of those together so we we, we get we get the a team coming up tonight 
with uh, Aikman and Buck. Well, that's what you that call game. them. Well, I mean, I'd rather have Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick. Oh, come on, Chris. I mean, Brian Greasy stunk. But I love, Steve Levy I love and, Lou. And, and, I love Lou. Levy's solid, but, I mean, it's Aikman and Buck. I mean, come on, man. Buck is... Buck is the most over-criticized because he's always in big moments. Everybody, that's the thing. You I, know, I don't mind Joe Buck. I think Joe Buck is fine. I love the simplicity that is Joe Buck, just like his dad, Pat Summerall. I, he's fine. You know, he, he doesn't drive me. I, I mean, Troy Aikman doesn't drive me crazy. I just don't think he's, I don't think he's like this, this unbelievable analyst that everybody thinks. He, he says nothing of any remote value. It's all generic, dumbed-down stuff. That's all it is. And maybe that's what all of the executives have told him. Listen, don't talk over your audience. Like, remember, your audience is a bunch of Neanderthals and a bunch of drunk knuckleheads. Uh, that's partly true. Okay. Uh, fine. I, I mean, if I'm going to pay you $20 million a year, I need you to do something what more than look to better. Do? What do you now, want him tell to do? Tell me something. Well, that was a supreme Tell me route. when Taylor Heineke throws... A, a, another terrible interception, whether it be to Devondre Campbell in the right flat uh, on on third down, which he should have never thrown, or whether he gasses one and overthrows his receiver by 10 yards. I, please tell me, hey, you know what? I played the quarterback at a uh, position at a great level. Uh, I, I'm a Hall of Famer. Here's what's wrong. Here's why he sailed it. Here's why he made that terrible decision. Here's what he's looking at. Right. Here's his feet. Look, he doesn't flip his hips. Tell me something I don't know. You're gonna, you're gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be watching this game with an even more critical ear coming up tonight when I get home because I got Navy and Coppin State first tonight. But I'm gonna go back and look through some Aikman stuff and just to see if your comments are reality or just perception. Because I think there's a perception and a reality that comes with these guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna now go back and study some Troy Aikman tape to see if what you're saying is just a perception or a reality before I bring the hammer down on you for criticizing the gorgeous Troy Aikman when he wears that suit. I on think you're TV. just starry eyed. I oh, think that's what you are. I might be. He's a sexy human being. All right. 301-230-0980. Final hour of a quick-moving Monday show is next. What does Washington have to do to win the game? What percentage chance do you give them tonight against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles? Plead your case next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.